702, The World View with Adam Gilchrist. 24 after 8 news from elsewhere in the world. Adam Gilchrist, a climate deal, COP28, a cop-out? Well, it's perhaps a little more watered down than many would hope, but at the same time, it is a deal. And 198 countries agreeing to blooming anything is extraordinary, I suppose, given also all the different kind of uh, loaded arguments that are put in there, countries that have based their entire economies on oil, and gas, and if they're to change to greener versions, many accept that they need to, but then how do they pay for that? How do they keep their credit ratings up so that they aren't deemed to be bankrupt? Because after all, uh, all sorts of credit and loan agreements are made based on economies. So there's a lot of complexities to it. But yes, they. I suppose the essential point is that they've agreed uh, that they will transition from fossil fuels rather than phase them out. So that subtle difference in the wording is a big difference, frankly. And are we going to keep to the 1.5 degrees above pre-industrialized levels? And and even that, we know, has uh, catastrophic consequences. It's going in the right direction. The president said it. Uh, They've confronted realities. The world is going in the right direction. But it does still feel like we're not standing on the precipice. We might actually have teetered over the top of it. So maybe this is too little, too late, too slow, too heavy-handed. It's difficult to tell, isn't it? Because um, one thing is, I suppose, is that every country on Earth is affected by climate change. So it's not like any country can sit there going, ah, it's not going to affect us, so therefore we'll do this, we'll veto that, we'll vote for the other. At least we're all in the same boat, almost literally. And Adam, how do you recall two million cars? Yeah, it's quite something. I suppose, uh, I should say it's a technical recall, but nonetheless, two million Teslas. It's pretty much every Tesla sold in America since 2015. Uh, It's a technical recall in the sense that they reckon they can upgrade the software uh, over the ether. So uh, via iCloud or the, the moment that you plug your Tesla in to be recharged, uh, the uh, owner, Elon Musk, says it, it would be a, 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 an issue that could be fixed over the air, as he put it, which doesn't sound like the most technical kind of thing from a guy who's all about tech. But anyway, Elon Musk reckons it'll be fine. So two million cars don't have to go back to the garage. But still, there'll be a very uneasy feeling because this is a, an acknowledgement that the autopilot system has been defective. It has caused a huge number of crashes, an awful lot of incidents, and, and over an eight-year period, admittedly. Um, and do people feel comfortable even with an over-the-air upgrade on their steering, acceleration, and braking? They're kind of fundamental to a car. But I guess what they're also acknowledging and uh, I don't think Elon Musk really wants to acknowledge this, is that the tech isn't really quite there. We still have to have absolutely human involvement in driving cars because just to trust the computer, the AI, the whatever it is, doesn't do it. I'm not ready. I'm simply not ready. I'm not. Tell, no, <laughs> tell me about this uh, mystery <laughs> stowaway, Adam. Yeah, it's a Russian who uh, pitched up uh, at uh, LAX, at LA airport, without a ticket, without a passport. Uh, They worked out uh, who he was, at least, from some other papers on him, Sergei Oshigava. They have no idea how he got on the plane. That's probably the most crucial one, is that he was slightly rumbled when on board the plane, this guy, because uh, bearing in mind that he didn't have a seat uh, assigned to him, and then over quite a long flight, Copenhagen 
to Los Angeles, the cabin crew worked out, hang on, he keeps moving around. And one of the reasons he kept moving around was he kept wanting another in-flight meal. So he, he ate one there, he ate another one there, then he ate another one there, and then he ate somebody's leftovers. He was obviously hungry. Um, and they kind of worked out, I'm not sure what he is, but decided not to confront, just keep an eye on. And when, obviously, they got to LAX, Ground authorities were alerted, the FBI pitched up, and have been questioning him ever since. And the crucial one is, how can somebody get on a transatlantic flight, or indeed any flight in this day and age, without a ticket, without a passport, absolutely going through no security, it seems, no passport checks, no nothing checks, and end up on that flight? Uh, and he didn't go into the wheel carriage, obviously. He was inside the cabin. I think that's a bit of a, a warning shot across the bows, isn't it? And we thought we'd learnt lessons from 9-11. Adam Gilchrist will leave it there for this morning's Worldview.